You can do it, Charlie. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Set Screen Podcast. It is your boy Charlie today, back with Walker for the first episode in a long time. So, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing well. Feels good to be back. I was on my uh, I was on my leave of absence. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in the lab, just like how uh, a lot of those NBA players do their social medias. You know what I'm saying? We're basically on the same level. So I'm back now. He was holding out for his new contract, and we gave him we gave him what he wanted. So he's back. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna drop my uh, extension on the on live, but um, let's just say my agent did a good job. Yeah, unlike David Shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about him soon, but uh, we're just going to jump straight into the draft. So today we're going to be going over our uh, NBA draft grades for the lottery. So the first pick all the way to the 14th overall pick. Now let's get uh, let's just get straight into it. So Kate Cunningham was the number one overall pick. I think it was uh, a pretty far consensus that he was going to be number one uh, from Oklahoma State to the, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, obviously, our resident Pistons fan is not uh, here. But um, I think we can all agree that this pick is an A plus. I mean, I think he's a generational type of guy. Uh, if you could compare him to one NBA player, who would you compare him to? Man, you know what? What's so cool about Cade is he kind of doesn't have really have a player to compare to compare himself to. Um, because just his size is six seven six eight, which is you know good shooting. Um, I don't know to be honest. Where, where, where do you see him with? Uh, I can see him as like a scorer, sort of like a, uh, not, I mean, a big Trey Young, if you go where that means, like where yeah. he can fill it up from anywhere. So sort of like a Luka Doncic, but I just think that um, his mid-range is more refined than Luka Doncic is. And like Trey Young, oh, we, we know he has a great mid-range. Uh, and then uh, his defense is great. So his defense for me could sort of be like a Marcus Smart or – uh, any top tier defender like a Paul George or even like people like Cam Reddish, like their potential as a defender who um, Cam Reddish is a future Cav, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I hope so. Uh, um, well, I don't know who y'all are giving us back for him. Kevin Love. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep talking. Kevin Love, <laughs> Colin Sexton, <laughs> a second round pick. For... Colin Sexton's going to be our third guard to Sharif. Hey, he can score. Mm-hmm. He can score. Uh, but, yeah, back to Cade. Uh, he has really good size, uh, and he can really do everything on the court. And the Pistons are really building something that uh, you can believe in with Cade. You have Saban, guys like Saban Lee. Uh, you have a great center in Isaiah Stewart, uh, a really solid guy who's going to be in the league for many years with Sadiq Bey. And then you have a kind of a – not a wild card, but someone that you really don't know how he's going to do this year, especially with adding another ball dominant guard to the lineup in uh, Killian Hayes. Uh, he had a really injury pone last year, uh, his rookie year. But uh, hopefully he can do something. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, – I think this is probably going to be like a 35-win team because you still have Jeremy Grant, who's close to an all-star. So, I think this team is going to be pretty good. But the East is getting a lot better. So Yes. From a Hawks fan, it's a little hard to watch. But East is getting much better. So maybe they'll be in a similar place where they are next year, not uh, at the number one pick per se, but maybe they're in the top 50% of the lottery due to how better, how much better the East is getting with the teams like, uh, I think the Wizards, uh, the Wizards are still pretty good. Heat got better. Uh, the Celtics, I think Celtics probably got better from last year. 
at least uh, fit-wise. Uh, which other team? The Raptors got better with Scotty Barnes. Actually, did they get better? Yeah. Um, sort of. I don't, know, I, I, think, I don't think they got. I don't think they got playoff better, but they got better. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I they get traded that. away Lowry. So, I mean, who else is going to be up there? The Bulls, obviously. I don't know how I forgot about them. Mm-hmm. The Bulls are going to be up there. I think the Bulls could be a top three seed because I do see a team like maybe Philadelphia falling down. But um, definitely, yeah. So the uh, Pistons, I think the Pistons could be like a play-in sort of team, maybe hovering in the eleventh, twelfth sort of range. Yeah. Um, especially if injuries happen to other play-in teams like the Hornets. So yeah, it could be a play-in year, but it could be just another lottery year. So. For the Pistons, uh, we're going to move on to the Houston Rockets, who took Jalen Green. What do you think about Jalen Green, based on what you've seen? I'm not going to lie; I'm much more of a college guy than G League guy, so I didn't really see a whole lot of him playing. But just based off what analysts are saying, based off the highlights I've seen, chicken or highlights, um, it seems like just a good pick. Uh, I think him and Kevin Porter Jr. and what would be. Uh, is KPJ a three or a two? KPJ? Yeah, is he a three or a two? He's, He's pretty versatile. A, he could probably play the one. Yeah, so, I mean, you you put Green and Kevin Porter Jr. at the pre, pretty good backcourt. Very explosive. Um, and I think it's a lot of potential. What about you? Uh, I have to agree. I think this probably this pick is probably just an A. Uh, based on what I've seen in the summer league, I didn't really get to watch him too much in the G League. I watched like a game, but uh, uh, in the summer league, uh, he can really he can really put the ball in the basket. Uh, he's going to be an issue. I think he could have the potential for averaging thirty points in a game, or thirty points in a season, not in a game. That would be stupid. Uh, but I definitely think that he's probably the best scorer in this draft. He's probably has the best potential to be the best scorer. In the, he probably has the best potential in this whole draft to be. An all NBA guy, I think he'll be a scoring champion. Maybe not. I don't even know what I'm saying about the best potential thing. That was stupid. But uh, he's uh, definitely yeah, going to be a scoring. Yeah. Ch- I don't know what I was talk- trying to talk about. I was just trying to say that he's the best scorer in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is a pretty good pick for the Rockets. Uh, but I understand why they didn't take Mobley because you do have Christian Wood. But the Cavs sort of had the same situation where they have Jared Allen. And then they took Evan Mobley. So we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, yeah, the Rockets are also building something special. Uh, make the playoffs nine years in a row, I believe. And then you uh, have a one bad year, and then you have a great young core. It's crazy how that can flip around. And I'm still pretty upset about the KPJ stuff, but it's, yeah. it's all right. But, uh, yeah, all let's right, move on. Evan Mobley. The Cavaliers. Uh, yeah. Charlie, take the mic. Uh, I really like this draft pick. Uh, so the Cavs, uh, this last year, they were pretty good on defense. But the problem with them being good on defense is that our two starting guards, uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, are both ridiculously undersized. Uh, they're both about six foot two. So it's kind of like a CJ Dame situation where we were good on defense. But over time, when we try to focus more on contention, I believe the defense will get worse and worse because we'll be needing to add more offensive capability, more offensive weapons to uh, uh, make a playoff push. Uh, so, and you see now where the Trailblazers defense is, right? It's bottom of the league. It's awful. So 
adding another another big guy that can uh, block shots, that can switch. Uh, I think that's pretty good for the Cavs. Add some more size too, and I do believe that we will be Colin Sexton will not be on uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers after the season. Uh, I love him, but I don't think this is. I don't think it's going to work. I think uh, where he hit uh, his best potential is being like a, a six man for a Clippers type of thing where, I mean, I think that would be the perfect situation for him where he's on a contending team. He comes off the bench, he puts in 20 a game and that's all he has to do is score sort of like a Lou will type of thing. Cause he could be Lou will. He could be if he wanted to. So, but I do like the pick. Uh, he needs to stir up his offensive game, but I think the Cavs are also built. I mean, the top three guys, the uh, top three teams are all have, have pretty good young cores, established young cores. So the Cavs now have a full starting lineup of young core that have came, has that has come almost straight to the draft other than Jared Allen. So, yeah, I like to I like to pick. Sorry, I'm a little sluggish today. It is 8.30 in the morning, and I woke up like Earlier. 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Sorry about um, that. I, I agree with you as well, Evan Mobley. I think he may be my favorite player in the draft. Um, I just like seeing bigs because bigs kind of dying out a bit. Um, and you can't really blame the NBA for that. Hey, he, um, one just won the MVP. That's true. But I feel like you take away Jokic, Embiid, uh, Kat. I'm probably blanking on some, but Damn. it's not really it's not really as deep as the guards and Clint Capella. But um, – I think Evan Mobley has so much potential uh, with his ability to shoot, just his blocking on defense, his way to run up and down the court. Uh, I think he just has a lot of potential, and I'd love to see him. Um, I'm jealous y'all got him. Obviously, the Hawks, you know, have a pick to get him. But and just anybody we were to trade up for, I'd really want Evan Mobley just because he seems like a really good player. But Yeah, he's someone yeah. in the playoffs that will just show up like his defense travels, obviously. So if the yeah. Hawks, I mean, if they ever struggling against someone like Giannis or Joel Embiid, you stick Evan Mobley on him, there you go. They, uh, yeah, Giannis will give you 30 instead of 40 with Clint Capella. So, everybody. Uh, so I think I'll give the Cavs pick an A. I know I'm getting everyone in the A's, but, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to screw up the top three. So yep. let's move on to the Raptors. I think this was the first surprise of the draft because I think we were all thinking that they would go with Jalen Green or not Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, excuse me. But I do like Scotty Barnes, especially uh, after what I saw in the summer league game. Before I would have probably given this pick like a B or a B plus, probably a B. But after seeing him in summer league, I think it's probably like a B, uh, a pretty solid B plus. Um where I mean he's a great defender. Uh he can really move in transition. And I think he'll just do all the little things for the Raptors. I don't think he'll start, but because I mean I think uh, especially at the four position, I think they have a lot of guys like Pascal and OG Ananubi and obviously Scotty Barnes fighting for that position. So I think he'll come off the bench and I think he's gonna be uh pretty NBA ready off the bat. I think he'll be having an immediate impact. So yeah, I think this is a pretty good pick. What about you? Yeah, um, I take it back. I think Scotty Barnes actually has the best potential in the, in the draft. Uh, I think his motor is insane. His wingspan is very large. His, his ability on defense and his potential on defense, let alone. I just think he has a lot of athleticism. He's what you want in a modern NBA forward. 
We'd like to see this jumper develop. I say we like him, Raptors fan. Uh, as a fan, it'd be nice to see a jumper develop a bit. But um, like you said, besides the jumper, he's really, like you said, NBA, NBA ready. Yeah. Um, and I know, and I think, and again, the Raptors, I think they had just with the guy they wanted. Uh, obviously, Jalen Suggs is obvious, not obvious pick, but what everyone was kind of thinking of. But if he didn't have a good workout, like, you know, he didn't have a good workout. And, you know, the Raptors took what they wanted. So you have to respect them for um, doing that. Yeah, you got to respect them for taking a shot. It's not – people are like, why can't they trade down? Like, it's not like 2K. Like, it's a lot harder to trade down than what you would think. But, yeah. Yeah, NBA trades are a lot more disgusting and all that stuff than 2K is because all you have to do is trade finder. Boom. That's it. Mm-hmm. So – And flip them. Uh, what would you give that pick grade-wise? Um, I'm going to go with A-. minus. Um. But I think it has a lot – like, if Jalen Suggs becomes an All-NBA player, obviously he's going to go down. But if Scotty Barnes becomes really good, then he may go up. We'll see. Um, all right. Do you want to take us into the next pick? Yeah. So, at five, Orlando Magic take Jalen Suggs. Um, I think the obvious pick here. Uh, probably grateful he fell into their laps. Um, I think we all know who Jalen Suggs is. Guard at uh, Gonzaga. Uh Made the incredible uh, putback shot, I believe. That was Suggs. Uh, uh, he had the half court. No, he had the half court shot. Yep. Hit the half court shot. Uh, Phenom uh, almost went to college for football, too. So, crazy athlete. Um, I'm a big fan of this pick. I thought it was the obvious one. Uh, I'm going to give it an A. Just simply because, um, I mean, who else were they really going to take at the time? Uh, I guess Johnson Camingo, Camingo, but. I love I love the cum bucket. I love the cum bucket. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, obviously sucks for Mark Kellefold, but that's just a uh, whole different story in itself. So what do you think? Uh, I have to I completely agree. Um I definitely think this is an A overall an A for a pick. Um uh they really just fell in their laps, like you said. He really just fell in their laps after the Raptors took Scotty Barnes. Uh, and I definitely think they're building something nicely uh, pretty quickly with uh, guys like Jonathan Isaac. Like, I think me and you are both big fans of Jonathan Isaac. Jalen Suggs, still have someone named Mo Bamba. You guys forgot about him? Not the existed. song. Um, not the song. They have the player. Yeah, it is named after a player. Uh, I know everyone forgot about Mo Bamba. They, they still have Markel Fultz. Uh, and other than that, I mean – who else do they have? They've called Anthony, right? They've called Anthony. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about him. Yeah, they've called Anthony. Dang. So, man, that's why I just sorry not to cut you off, but I just really wish Cole Anthony didn't go to the Magic because, you know what I mean. Now that they have Jalen Suggs coming in, less minutes for Cole Anthony, and not as much development, it's just another Magic player gone down the drain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They also have RJ Hampton. Who remember? Remember him in high school? RJ Hampton. Wait, who did he get? Wow. He, he, him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They have That's so crazy. many guards. That's, it's crazy. That's just, oh, wow. Typical Magic front office. But Jalen Suggs is still the right pick. I can't be mad at them for that. But just hate to see players not really develop into what they could be. All right. What are you thinking for the next pick? Josh Giddy. Um, again, I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know who this guy was when they drafted him. Um, <laughs> 
He seems pretty funny on TikTok. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I do follow him. But um, I th- I mean, it's exciting seeing a pick you don't know who they really are, being a white guy from Australia. But um, I mean, I don't know. This is the most. I mean, is it? I mean, who's a Thunder's point guard right now? Shea oh. Gilgis, the goat. Oh. Is he the two or the one? I think he'll be the one. Who's y'all? Who's y'all two then? Y'all. Like hey, I, I'm, I'm low-key a Thunder fan, so I'm, I'm just yeah. Uh, I love Shea, but uh, probably Lou Dort. I'd say Lou Dort. Okay, the two. so yeah, that's, whether you have Josh playing the one or the Lou two, Lou Dort's or Shea, nasty. I'm not saying he's not, but I think when you take a guy like uh, Giddy, you you intend on play, starting him. Yeah, Dort can on the starting three. him off the bench. Yeah. But um, I'm going to lie, they did him dirty on draft night when they said, like, all their weaknesses. His weaknesses were, like, <laughs> everything related funny. to basketball. It was, like, shooting, defense, side. Athleticism. Like, like, dang. Speed. Why are y'all doing that? But, I mean, what do I, I have to ask a question. In your opinion, who is more NBA-ready? Guys coming overseas playing in overleague street? Seas? Oh, my gosh. Guys coming overseas playing in overseas leagues? Yeah. Or NBA or college players? I would have to go with the uh, overseas leagues. I think he's more NBA ready, especially if they're like, if they're at the 21 type of thing, then they're definitely more NBA ready. But even like Luca, you saw right off the bat, I mean, it was instant impact. Uh, and he was playing in that league for three or four years at that time. So I definitely think it's, it's the leagues. Cause I mean, especially with the college. Uh, most of the guys are one year, one year and done, one year mm-hmm. and done. So they don't get that much experience. But especially when these guys are playing in these leagues since they're like 14, 15, I definitely think it's the, the overseas leagues. What about you? Yeah, over, I mean, overseas as well. I think one, you're just obviously, I think comes like roughing. You definitely get the whole experience of not having NBA rules as much. And two as well, just the atmosphere. Like you're playing for money, like you're playing for your contract. I think mm-hmm. mentally it really gives you a lot more strength in that category. But to, I went on a little, for a while with Giddy just because I really like him. I'm going to give the Thunder an B plus just because, you know, it wasn't the most obvious pick. So if it doesn't work out, people are going to be obviously kind of toying with the Thunder. But um, if it turns out well, like they got their guy and like, no one else can say they got him. So they're definitely taking a big shot on on Giddy. So I'm gonna give it just a B flat. Uh, I do like Josh Giddy. He seems like he can shoot. Seems like he can uh, distribute the ball, and that's probably Shea's weakness so far as playmaking. But once Shea gets more some more running time as the point, because he was injured a lot last year, I think that uh, Josh Giddy and Shea, good duo, and Lou Dort, could stop anybody in the world. Big three. Uh, so now we're going to move on to the Warriors taking the cum bucket, uh, which is one of my favorite players. It's probably my favorite player in the whole draft. I love the cum bucket. Um, if the Cavs gotten, if the Cavs have gotten like five or six, I wanted one of them to take Kuminga. So I think the Warriors are really lucky that he fell this far. I really thought the actually not. I'm not sure about fell this far, but I definitely think he fell a little bit. Uh, but I do like this this pick because it seems like what they're lacking is uh, probably bigs and, and forwards. So looking at their current lineup, they'll start Curry and Thompson. And then I don't know who they're going to start at the three uh, off the top of my head. Now that Kent Bazemore's gone too. Yeah. Um, 
And then you're going to start, obviously, Draymond Green at the four. And then I guess Wiseman at the five? Looney at the five? Probably Looney. Wiseman at the five. Wiseman? All right. Who you say, Who would you put at the four? Draymond. Oh, no. I, you're, I think you're – no, they're definitely going to start Wiseman. Uh, don't they're you sure think? Yeah, I, I think they should start Wiseman. Oh, they have Otto Porter. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Here's their starting lineup. Curry, okay. Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman. Yeah. And that's, that's a good, good lineup. That's a really good lineup. And then their bench would be uh, Kuminga, Moody. Whoa, this is a good bench. Moody, Kuminga, Otto Porter Jr., Jordan Poole, and Kevon Looney with Andre Iguodala not getting any playing time. They could use some more guards, not going to lie, but still. I like Moody. Moody, guys. I mean, I guess Moody would be their point guard off the bat. I get, uh, would you run Poole or Moody at the point guard? Probably Poole, right? Poole is like a big guard. Again, then yeah, sure. so so Poole, Moody, Porter, uh, Kuminga, and Looney. I like that lineup. Oh, you know That's not bad. Yeah, Warriors fans are so lucky. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna give this pick an A minus. I I like this pick. He's a big. Uh, I'm not sure about project, but he has a ton of upside because he's so athletic, and I think he's a good defender. So and he's super young. He's so young. He's like 18. So, yeah, good pick, Warriors. Um, I'm gonna give them. I'm not even gonna comment on Kaminga because I've never really saw him play. I'm gonna be honest, but. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give him a B just because I think the Warriors kind of need a win now. I think they should have taken the best player available. But I do see them wanting to take a project, a guy they don't necessarily need to play as much, um, and a guy they can really develop as the Golden Warriors' time starts to um, end. Yeah. Which is very nice to say from a Hawks Thank God. Thank goodness, yes. bro. Um, I definitely think they're building Loki a uh, pretty good young core. They got Moody, they got Kuminga, they got Wiseman, they got Poole, they got uh, Wiggins is still sort of young. Another Warriors dynasty. It's coming. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about the eighth pick? What do you think about Franz Wagner to the to the Magic? Franz Wagner, um, excuse me. Good pick, in my opinion. Um. Since you're kind of a Big Ten fan, I'd like to think you've seen him play more, maybe. maybe. Uh, I'm not a huge college basketball nerd, but okay. uh, not yeah, I haven't seen him play too much. I'm just being okay. honest. This coming but, year, though, college basketball, I'm gonna watch it. Yes, I'm gonna watch it. Okay, so he seems like a pretty good player. Um, the Magic taking him, it kind of seems like a Magic pick, to be honest. Um, not saying it's a bad pick. Just like, I don't know, a foreign guy who we don't really know that much. Not No, not foreign. Played for Michigan, but you know what I mean. He is. Um, he's German. Yeah. He's from, but I'm he's saying from Germany. Like, in, I yeah. know that, but I'm saying like not playing overseas, I guess. Yeah. But um, he seems like a good, good team defender. Um, big, obviously, um, Mo, Va- Mo Wagner's brother. That's true. For the Michigan. Yep. yep. The Wolverines. But um, – yeah. Ugh. I'm going to give an F just because of what college you want to do. But we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Um, 
I'm going to be honest, I don't really see him, like, developing that much in Orlando, but I can feel that about every prospect. So, so I'm going to give college, them B+. Sorry, go ahead. B+. Plus, B+. Got plus. It. Yeah. B+. Plus, B+. Plus. All right, so in college, he shot uh, 34% from three and 48% from field goal range, 84% from the free throw, free throw line. Didn't really, I mean, three assists per game, seven rebounds, uh, and 13 points per game. So, yeah, he seems pretty solid. Doesn't seem like a outstanding guy, but he is 6'9", 220, so he's he's pretty slim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you. Uh, I'm going to give a B plus. I think it's a pretty good pick. Not the yeah. best pick, but I think it's pretty good. And, again, I'd just like to say um, this draft was, like, a good draft. Yeah, um, it's it's really good. I think there's one team who made who had a draft L, which is the Kings, but we're about to get into that. But I would just like yep. to say, like, I think every team did a really good job this year. I think it's going to be a really deep draft. That's what everyone's saying, and everyone's pretty much right. I, I mean, agree. Even look, looking at the Summer League, like Sharif Cooper, Jalen Johnson, guys taking at 20 and 42, I believe, um, already looking like really good players. But we'll there's a guy like Trey Murphy the third. Trey Murphy is mm-hmm. going to be so good in the NBA because he can shoot threes. He's going to be so yeah. good. Kai Jones is going to be great because he can rim run. Jalen Johnson is going to be good. Uh, Keon Johnson, I think, is going to be good. I mean, there's picks like Yuzman Garuba, I think, could be solid. I mean, mm-hmm. all the way, Cameron Thomas can score the ball. Jane Springer mm-hmm. is good. I mean, all the way to, like, the 30th pick. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go to the ninth pick. And I think we both have a big grievance with this pick because I think we both like Javion Mitchell, right? Yeah, I'm nothing against him. Yeah, I like Javion Mitchell as a player. He's a small guy, so I have to like him. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Javion Mitchell, but, I mean, I think this is the worst place he could go for both parts uh, of the of the pick. You know, the Kings, mm-hmm. they really don't need another guard because they just t- took one last year along mm-hmm. with their already all-star type of guard. So I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, I think you could have taken uh, maybe – if you want to take a guard, you could have taken Book Knight, who's more uh, mm-hmm. a little bit younger. But you could have taken Zaire Williams. You could mm-hmm. have taken uh, – you could have dra- uh, traded down and taken someone like Kispert or tra- uh, Kai Jones, someone like that, you know, someone who fits the mold better. But I guess they're just going to try to win now with a three-guard lineup, and they're all pretty small except for – Halliburton, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you think about this pick? Uh, it's just kind of a head scratcher. I think in college, he's a good defender just because size isn't necessarily everything, and I think he could be a good defender. I think that's probably his main strength, so at least coming to the Kings, but he's still not a tall guy, he's still not a tall guy, so I don't one. think that's really gonna. Sorry, he's six one, maybe. That's what yeah. I mean. Maybe he's even maybe he lies about his height because like a lot of short guys do. But I just don't really know why they took this pick because he's not going to get a lot of playing time. And Halbert Hurton, Halbert Hurton is finally one of the good Kings prospects that have panned out. And now they're kind of like screwing him over a bit by taking guy in his position. So I don't know what the Kings are doing, to be honest. Like no idea. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give this pick like a D plus. I think this is the dumbest pick in the whole draft, I probably. And I think really can think of it off the top of my head. Probably a D plus, maybe even just a D. So 
Hello. Yeah. All right. We'll just move on to the next one. I don't know what we're walking on. But, uh, no, no, I'm right is, here. Sounds good. All right. Uh, what would you give that, that pick? I gave it a D. Um, I'd give it a D plus just because yeah. you're going to be optimistic. All right. So next pick. I think this was a – I, I really didn't see this coming, uh, taking Zaire Williams. So I really thought they were going to take James Booknight at 10 because they just traded uh, Lonzo Ball, obviously. So they traded Lonzo Ball. Uh, they traded Eric Bledsoe. So they really mm-hmm. don't have a point guard other than uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I do like. I, I do like my uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But uh, I just didn't really understand this pick. So you're taking another small forward who plays the same position as one of, if not your best player, Brandon Ingram. Uh, I mean, I, I really just don't get why they did this. I mean, I know he's 6'10", so he could run – power forward or maybe even center if they needed him to. Mm-hmm. Maybe you run Zion at the center, uh, Zaire Williams at the four, and Brandon Ingram at the three. I mean, I just don't – the Pelicans, um, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, the Pelicans traded up for this guy, or Grizzlies, or whatever you want to say, from 17 to 10. Um, so, clearly, they thought maybe some teams know something we don't about him, maybe better than what he looks like. But still – I think there's a very high risk, and I don't know how high ceiling is to be honest. Um, but I remember uh, Pierre on through the wire made a really good point. He's saying teams are like, Oh, why'd you trade up that high? I mean, he was projected to be on their boards, but again, teams know stuff we don't. And what if he gets picked at 16? And then turns out to be a great player. Now it's just like, What could have been just because you were yeah. too scared to take that risk? So it's like Giannis, Giannis was at 15, Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. was at 15. Isaiah Thomas was at 60. 60. Mm-hmm. Come on. Kobe, Kobe was at 14? Or 13. 13, yeah. I mean, basically, the, uh, out of the lottery. Uh, and you know who else? Who? Tyrone Hero, too. 13. One of the greats. One of the greats, for sure. So, next pick. I think we both love this pick. James Booknight. I mean, I think this pick is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is probably an A. Uh, I think the Hornets got extremely lucky that he fell to them, like extremely lucky. And this only works because who they uh, – I, th- I believe they got uh, Kai Jones as well, but maybe he, they traded him at 19. Yeah, they, um, uh, they did draft Kai Jones. Wow. So, yeah, I really do like this pick uh, because obviously you just traded Devontae Graham to the Pelicans, so now that he kind of fills that role. So now you have a starting lineup of – Lamelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, and I mean Cody Zeller's gone, so I don't know who's going to run. I mean, maybe start Kai Jones. So, yeah, this is a huge youth movement movement for the Hornets. And actually, I forgot about Gordon Hayward. I forgot about Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward too. Yeah. So again, pick. just another East team that's only getting better. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. What do you think? Yeah, me too. Um, he was projected to come up pretty high on a lot of draft boards. And if even if that wasn't the guy Charlotte really intended on getting going into the draft, even if that's the guy that's not necessarily the best pick or at least best, best fitting, I mean, you just have to take a guy like him. Um, and even though you already have a ball-dominant guy in LaMelo, um, you just kind of have to hope Booknight can learn to play off the ball 
and be able to play around LaMelo. And I like the pick, too. Um, a good score. And I don't know that necessarily what the – I guess it's what the Hornets need. Obviously, defense would be nice for them. But if LaMelo can develop as a defender, um, they're going to be a problem in years to come. So, sure. I really, like, I really just, like what they're doing. Even if he can just become like a – okay defender like where he can yeah. sort of <clears throat> become like a net even on defense that'd be pretty great so uh and, next pick i mean and real quick just shout out the hornets you know what i'm saying making good picks um feels good to see not them not turning into the kings where again lottery bad pick miss miss obviously With the magic I mean, lamello's kind of their lamello's their cornerstone but even that hitting really sets them up for the future so Hundred percent. This makes uh looks good from a Hawks fan. Uh, so now we're gonna move on to the next pick, and this pick is like I don't know. I think the Spurs took one of the biggest L's of the whole draft. This guy was supposed to go like twenty seven, and they put take him at twelve. Which I mean, I'll, I mean, if you wanted to take him at twelve, that's fine. But he is the youngest guy in the draft. Um, he's still eighteen, so I guess that's an upside. Uh, they just traded Demar Rosen. They traded who else did they trade? I think they got rid of someone else too. They got rid of DeRozan. I know they brought uh, brought in Rudy Gay. I think, but maybe that was. Am I am I thinking of the wrong team? That what brought in who? They brought in Rudy Gay. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, he, no, he he, he uh, played on the end. We definitely played for the team. Yeah, go check. All right. Uh, yeah, while you're checking. They um, brought in Dougie McDermott. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And now. Thaddeus Young. I like this team. I like this team. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I get they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't know. I think fun. it's in a tough. Yeah. Is Greg Popovich the uh, general manager? Is he like one of the last ones to be doing that? Or is he not anymore? I believe, I believe he is. Yeah, I believe he still is. Um. Yeah, I think it's kind of a miss. I think even though I talked about trading down earlier, I think this is an action example where you can trade down. Um, but, I mean, the Spurs didn't really want to do that. They took their guy. And I guess you, you would consider him a project. But, I mean, the Spurs are really only rebuilding for the next couple of years. So kind of just hope he pans out and uh, looks, looks back and says, that's a good pick. They have a lot of guards, like a yeah. lot of guards. They have Lonnie Walker, Derek White, Devin Vassell, Joey Wiscamp, Josh Primo, Trey Jones, uh, Jonte Murray, Kelvin Johnson. Mm, Jonte Murray. Like three or four. I love Jonte mm-hmm. Murray. So that's yeah. seven guards, eight guards. I can't count. Eight guards. That's crazy. So I don't know what they're yeah. doing, but it'll work out somehow. So uh, I mean, now we're going to move on to the next pick. Yeah, Pop always makes it work. Uh, Chris Duarte to the Pacers. This is a really Pacers pick to me. That might sound weird, but the Pacers love being just okay. They love it. They love just being uh, a fourth to an eighth seed where they just make the mm-hmm. playoffs, get like eliminated the in the Hawks. first round. That's like the old Hawks. So they make the playoffs, get eliminated in the first round, do it, the, do it again and again and again because it gets people in the, gets people in the, the stadium because they're winning sort of. But Chris Duarte is 24 years old. 24. I think that's just insane. Uh, yeah. That he, they took him that, that. I mean, he was pretty high. This is a pretty high pick. 
for a 24 year old, especially when Moses Moody is right there. I think, yep. I mean, they got taken the next pick. So yeah, I'm going to give this pick like a C plus, but he has, he has played well. He's pretty NBA ready. So yeah, I'll give it like a C plus. I'm going to go with C plus as well. Obviously, if you're one of the oldest draft eligible players, you kind of, I hope you're NBA ready. Like, I think you have something to prove coming in this season. I mean, you're 24. Fans are going to expect you to be able to know what you're doing. Um, and I think you're going to have a bit of pressure on them. Not pressure from NBA fans as much as Pacers. But, I mean, I guess they were going best player available, even though Moses Moody is a pretty good player. Um, That's for sure. But we'll have to see. Um, if you can be a solid 3 and D guy. Obviously, we want him to be more than just that. But he doesn't have a ton of upside. Like we've probably seen a lot of what is there to come. But I guess that means a low seat, low floor. I don't really know. Um, Pacers are kind of in a tough spot where they can make the playoffs or start to rebuild because they got Sabonis. Um, who else? TJ Warren. Mal- Mal- Malcolm Brogdon. Harris Silver. So, I mean, that can, that can be an HC. So they do have a lot of pieces where they could trade them for future picks. Like, no one's saying no to Karis Levert. Yeah. Or Malcolm and then like think, Yeah. Or even a guy like uh, maybe actually just a bonus. But he still has a lot of value to him. So. Yeah. You know. Same for the Trailblazers. Yeah. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't think the Pacers pick is really, like, that important, to be honest. Yeah, they won't be doing anything anyway. So, it's, I always forget about them. I forget they're their team. Yeah, so but I mean Rick Carlisle is there now, so that's true. Still. He's gonna turn it around. Hopefully. New Hawks, new Hawks. Um, so yeah, last pick of the lottery. This is probably one of the best picks in the draft. How Moses Moody fell the 14 is beyond me. How the Pacers, Spurs, I mean like Pacers, Spurs, Pelicans. You know, what are you guys doing? Come on now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won it was SEC freshman of the year. Averaged 17 points in college. Uh, I mean, still still young. Uh, I think the Warriors are just, once again, Warriors are really lucky. Shot well from three, 36%. So. Yeah, he was probably the key player at Arkansas in their March Madness. One getting in March Madness in the – did they have a run? They had a little run. I think they went to, like, the Sweet 16, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't really remember. But, uh, yeah, I think um, he has a lot of potential uh, becoming a 3 and D guard. Um, but even then, he has a long wingspan, so maybe that helps him out in the defensive end. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But, again, Warriors, once again, getting blessed with players falling down. So questionable. Dr- yeah. So that right. clears up the lottery. Yeah. Well, actually, we have to get that pick. Uh, great. I'm going to give it an A. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go A as well. Can't really go too wrong with that pick. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it. So, do you, you have any other picks that you want to talk about? Yeah, I wanted to cover the Hawks one, and then I think I'm good. Uh, Jalen Johnson. All right, Jalen Johnson. Um, go ahead. So my biggest concern was character issues. He left IMG. Um, well, one transferred from his home school to IMG, which I understand. Um, a lot of players want to do that. I'd want to play for IMG too. But then didn't play one game at IMG, I believe. And then he goes to Duke. And then with COVID and everything else, he ends up 
I'm going to have like quitting the team. I'm not going to say stepping away. Like, you know, he quit the team. There wasn't personal issues. I think it was just simply didn't want to play in a COVID season, which I understand. I mean, playing for a team like Duke, they're going to make you do tests every day. They're going to watch you every day. Um, that's a lot of pressure. So I completely understand why he was doing that. And then he's doing a lot of just pre-workouts, wasn't really playing for a team. And then he comes into draft before the season, seeing as like a top 10 pick. And then he falls to 20 to the Hawks. And it makes me really happy we got him because it's pick 20. It's a really, in my opinion, low, low floor, high ceiling. Because if he doesn't pan out, okay, we took him at 20. We didn't use a lottery pick on him. And then he could be a really good player. And from what we're seeing in the summer league, he could be a really good player. Um, if you saw the Sharif Cooper game winner, he was the one that got that rebound. And No, not get the rebound, but he was a part of that play. And he just he seems to be a really good shot blocker in the defensive end. And even has a bit of a jumper to him. I think I saw a fadeaway turn around. So that's kind of fun to see. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing about Jalen Johnson before I go to Shreve Cooper, but definitely seems like a really good player. Yeah, I do. I definitely think it's a good pick. These couple picks in a row, uh, Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson, and Keon Johnson, I think those are three steals all in a row. Uh, how I think Kai Johnson, uh, not Kai, Kai Johnson, Kai Jones is super athletic. Uh, Jalen Johnson is obviously, I mean, super talented, 6'9". So I think that's probably, I mean, I think that's probably, the, is it the steal of the draft? Jalen Johnson at 20? I think it might be. Um, I think the next guy may be the steal of the draft. Keon Johnson? Yeah, Keon is crazy. He's super athletic. I mean, on the site that I'm on, Yahoo Sports, he his pre-draft rank for them was six. Mm-hmm. So that's a crazy, uh, crazy steal for a contending team like the Clippers. Well, I was actually going to talk about my guy. But yeah, that's a, that's a oh. steal as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just considering yeah. he fell to the second round, and if he has the potential to be who he Oh, Sharif? Be. Oh, my God, that was crazy, right? Yeah, so, I guess, good uh, transition. Moving on to Sharif. Um, I will say, I think he's getting hyped up a good amount. For obviously, like, he's doing well in the summer league, but it is a summer league. Um, he loves to not going to see the same amount of minutes as he's seeing now. He's going to become an Atlanta sharing, obviously, with Trey Young. And there's a lot of good guards, Lou Will, Kevin Herter, Red Velvet. Um, Came on. So, we'll see. Who? Kayvon. Kayvon. Oh, yeah, Kayvon, of course. I said I said Herder, Velvet, and Kayvon, three of the same players. But um, now they all have different personalities, so. Yeah, they do. But I guess um, Sharif's coming in to back up the one. Like, uh, cause, cause, no, because we let Chris – no, Chris Dunn signed his – took his player option, I think, actually. Oh, he, he's coming back. Wait, let me see. Actually, I want to make sure. All right, let me look at this Hawks roster. Yeah, he still plays for the Hawks. Okay. Um, but apparently he's still I like battling. And yeah, I like Chris Dunn, too. He's the defense we kind of – oh, wait, hold on. Wait. Well, let me look at 2020, 2021-2022. Did you play for the Celtics now, actually? I'll, I'll find this out. You keep talking about the how good the Hawks are. <laughs> yeah, but if you find it feels good to say that. But, um, again, the Street Cooper's a really good pick. We obviously saw the game win in the Summer League. He had a uh, game-tying layup to send us to overtime. Even though we got beat by eight, I think it's a Sixers, I believe. But um, still, he's showing a lot of potential. And again, it's a head scratcher. I mean, we got him at forty-six, second round. I think a lot of fans are asking why he far fall this far. We don't really know. I think character issues were a part of it. Um, and obviously, he's going to be a big weakness on the ball on the defensive side of the ball. But I mean, what scoring guard isn't a 
you know, weakness on the defensive side of the ball. Can't really Kate think Cunningham. of one. But we haven't Kate seen him play. Yeah, it's we true, haven't seen him play. True, true. Yeah. Um, and again, he's a small guy, but so is Trey Young. I'm not saying he's going to be like Trey Young. Probably not going to be like Trey Young, but still a ton of potential. And just again, like it just makes me happy as a Hawks fan. I, I mean, I think Travis Schlenk is easily one of the best GMs in the league. He's the goat. Not even really. He's the goat. He's so smart. I mean, he really is one of the best GMs in the league. Um, because he takes a team like the Hawks and three years we're in the play, three or four years we're in the playoffs, and at that, you know, the conference finals. Um, yeah. take taking Trey Young, taking John Collins at 20, um, trading for Trey Young, taking Kevin Herter at 18, I believe, 20, 20 maybe. Yeah, it was late. And then again, taking Jalen Johnson. And, we, and this is kind of counting our chickens before they hatch, but taking Jalen Johnson at 20, Trey Cooper at 46, looks like they have a lot of potential. So, but, you know, blessed to be a Hawks fan. Um, I really can't say it enough. I'm so grateful we're not stuck like the Kings. Um and I would say no offense to the Kings fan, but y'all haven't made the playoffs in like 19 years. Probably about to be 20 years, two decades, which is crazy. It has been a while. So, I mean, the last time the Kings made the playoffs, I wasn't even born yet. So, yeah. Obviously, we still have that and Walker's the- old, bro. Walker's old. I'm the, yeah, I'm the oldest. I'm so old. Licensed driver and everything. But, that's, um, that's true. Oh, by the way, Chris Dunn is a Celtic. Yep. Okay. So again, he's coming to back up the one. I don't really know who else would really take those minutes away. Uh, Ooh, the Celtics got Josh Richardson too. Ooh. Mm. Hey, defensively, that's kind of tough. True. I, don't, I don't know about Chris Dunn though. I feel like I don't know how he much can't, he can't score. Yeah, and he's like a I don't know. He's a good NBA player, but I feel Is like he? since he just you no, know, that's what I was gonna say. Like he's just one of those good defensive guards that people. I feel like good defensive guards kind of get overhyped a little bit. Um, because everyone just focuses on their defense, they kind of forget everything else. But he's like not okay. a good scorer. There's a he reason the Bulls. He can go. sort of he can sort of play make, but not like too much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I don't think he really has that much of a role in the NBA unless you have him coming off the bench as the last two minutes to guard a player who's hot. You know, yeah, we've seen Trey Young get taken out for defensive reasons. Same way Ben Simmons has been taken out for offensive reasons, which is hilarious to think about. But Ben Simmons has had enough slander. I like to think Ben Simmons has had enough slander to motivate him is my way of putting it. Yeah, there's no I mean, there's no excuses now. There's no excuses. Come on now. Yeah. Because we get why, you know, the three-point shot. We get a reason you didn't develop it. You're such Hi, a you defensive. can't shoot. You can't shoot. You can't shoot. Well, then drive to the basket. You're six foot ten, two hundred and like fifty pounds. Come on. But now like, you, you should now, be able to score on six one, six foot Trey Young. Come on. Yes. But again, like there's no excuses. Like if 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 he's not going to be better this year, I mean I don't know what else is going to motivate him. Um, and the fact is that I think other teams would be fine with trading for Ben Simmons, but at the asking price, at the yeah, asking price, I mean I don't think that you're I, at the, I don't know they're way overestimating his value because Daryl Morey wants what four first round picks, a star player, and two pick swaps. It was like James Wiseman, couple first round picks. Um, again, That's Ben Simmons crazy. is like, no one's saying like Ben, at least, you know, people know what they're talking about. Ben Simmons is not a bad NBA player. Ben He's Simmons not. is a six, is a six ten guard. who's a great all NBA defender who can drive to the paint when he has his confidence. But this past playoff and people forget, like he's been a good NBA player, consistent NBA player. And sadly this past season, we just hasn't really been what we know him as. Yeah. And fans who tune 
I just kind of sucked for Ben Simmons because Trey Young had so much hype around him in this playoffs that people were turning on Hawks games, and then they see Ben Simmons score four points, six points, um, being taken out, missing free throws, passing up dunks. I mean, Wide open layups. Like, come on. It is not the player we know. And sadly, now it's the player fans have all come to assume that's what he's like, which it isn't. So. Which is unfair to say. So, um, but I mean, I definitely think that he could be. I think the Trailblazers, if they're looking for a reset, you want Ben Simmons in your your rebuild because around the right pieces, around mm-hmm. a shooting big, around shooters. I mean, he's one of the best. He could be one of the best NBA players in the league. But you can't ask four first round picks and Damian Lillard for yeah. Ben Simmons. And You're, it's like you need to be prepared to give up a lot more than just yeah. Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. You're not doing a one one for one. And like no last way. thing before we end. Like, no one's asking Ben Simmons to develop a crazy good three-point jump shot out here. No one's asking one. for a Clay Thompson like, jump shot. No one's asking for a Stephen Curry jump shot. Like, we're not even asking for a Paul George three-point jump shot. Literally, just to be able to bring your defender to guard you at the three-point line makes such a huge difference because then you can just go by or go by or cross. Disrespectable. Disrespectable. Yeah. Even, like, just so sad we don't even have a mid-range. Like, just anything to make your defender come up and not sit in the paint will literally make Ben Simmons such a good NBA player. For and sure. it's just frustrating. And obviously I say that sitting on my couch watching him play and make millions of dollars. But still, you mean, yeah. it's without saying he needs to have a jump shot to be good in this league. Not good, but great. Yeah, if he wants to hit the next level. But yeah, I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Other than, so, I mean, I don't really think we need to talk about how Dennis Schroeder, all that stuff. I mean, he's just, that was just embarrassing. Yeah, but I, <laughs> hey, but bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Come on. Yeah. Five million dollars. You know, you know who you're gonna play great and you're gonna who? Wait, who am I thinking? Isaiah Thomas. Oh. Uh well right? No, because then he passed up on an extension. Or am I thinking IT? of another player? No, no, he no was I'm, just I'm traded. Thinking, you're right. I'm thinking of another player. Who passed up? No, I think I know who you're talking about though. Who passed up on their extension? Extension. Excuse me. And I know I it didn't remember. turn out well because I would be able to think about who it is. Not Terry uh, Rogier, right? Because Terry Rogier got paid in Charlotte. I think it was one. Um, of the, Yeah, it might have been Terry Rogier, but I remember another one too. It's a big man, but all right, I'll it'll come to me later. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Later. I think that's about it. So uh, college football next weekend, we're going to talk about it. Preseason yeah. predictions. All right, you'll see a lot more um, passion because right now it's kind of been slow, which is off season. But yeah. I think. I know college football is my like my favorite sport. Um, I don't know about Agreed. you, but yep. I think Ohio State games, Georgia games. I mean, it's just really like nothing else. It's like our our football in America. So college football um, way better than the NFL. Can't count yes. me nothing. Emmett will argue with us all day long, but um, with, more and, spirit, uh, and, more. I mean, it's just better because I haven't been on the podcast in a while. Did y'all talk about Texas and Oklahoma? Uh, well, none of the other two football people have been on the podcast yeah. in the last so we'll have four a, months. So, but we'll talk so about we'll it. Have like we'll, a talk ton about of, we'll have a ton of content to come out with and stuff we're going to be excited about. Um, For sure. I know I definitely have some very passionate viewpoints on SEC expanding and way more. Oh, I do too. And, I, and I we haven't too. even talked about yeah NIL yet. So um, get, get, get ready for next week. That'll be a lot of fun. That should be fun. All right. But, peace. Yeah, peace out.